Welcome everyone to the podcast Jesse Ventura was definitely listening to in the Gulf of Tonkin as a frogman during the Vietnam War. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Two Words Podcast. Why don't you tell me? <laughs> don't you tell me what happened? Human Z. Uh, I'm still not over that. Welcome everybody to the Two Words Podcast. My name is John and with me as always is my tag partner, Radio Matt. Radio Matt, how you doing today? I am so good, John. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. You're looking good. You're looking good. You guys listening, you're looking good too. I bet you're good looking people. I bet we only have good looking people listening to our podcast. That's not true. I don't I don't think that at all. <laughs> Now you're insulting them. No. <laughs> Actually, no, you're all egos. No, no, no. Well, We're today, egos, you're egos. <laughs> well, today we uh, we have a very special episode. It is our season finale, season five finale. And I know I keep saying it, season five or season six. Well, it's not really the season finale. Well, I thought we were going to like... It's kind of... I mean, it's kind of... It's kind of... We're doing what we're normally doing, but technically the next one's a finale. It's, okay, I just thought like... like yeah, special. I thought like next week was just going to be like a surprise. Like, surprise! Oh, it wasn't a surprise. Oh, okay. <laughs> surprise! It's not the season finale, John. That'll give us time to figure out what season we're on. Yeah. <laughs> give, us a, give us a little bit. Well... We are doing what we normally do for season finales, Correct. though, and we yeah. are doing a career retrospective, and we are doing a career et- retrospective on the genetic jackhammer, Vince McMahon. <laughs> he did definitely refer to himself as that one time. I'm your genetic jackhammer. I think talking to his wife, so we know what he was mm. You know what he was saying. Mm. What yep. you saying? That's how it works. We're talking about the man who's probably responsible for all of us even being here. We're going to be talking about Vince McMahon. We also are going to be talking about the recently released Fight Forever game. Uh, Radio Matt got his hands on that. Is doing a good review for us. Did his due diligence as a reporter. Um, but first, hey yo, Will Ospreay's New Japan contract is going to be up in early 2024, and Triple H is keen on bringing Osprey in to the WWE when he's available. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been rumors circulating uh, that he could be on his way to the company. Considering the workload that he carries on the indies and his style of wrestling, many fans are concerned with how he'd be treated should he sign for the wrestling giant and what sort of plans they'd have in mind for him. I think this is a slam dunk. Yeah. I think this is, I mean, um, I, I've been thinking about just how how much wrestling has been made available to the people mm-hmm. and you know four years ago you know none of us knew who joey janela and will osprey are right and now it's like you bring joey janela in to a wwe taping or an AEW taping people go nuts 
Um, I think Will Ospreay, I think he, he brings everything up. And he's young enough that if you can keep him around... You've got your guy for the next, right? Yeah, you know, ten years or feels, so. Feels like a no brainer. Yeah. At that point. Um, the only thing is, he kind of talks funny because he's because <laughs> he's not from the United States. We got to be okay with that. But Vince isn't in charge anymore, so it's true. It's true. so maybe maybe that's okay. Maybe that's okay. Uh, hey yo, both TNA and NWA are interested in the straight edge superstar joining their ranks. Uh, however, it doesn't look like CM Punk is interested in going there. Uh, but insiders have poured water on the flames of any hopes of CM Punk actually joining WWE anytime soon. Appears WWE truly is uninterested at the moment in any kind of return for Punk, despite Punk hinting otherwise in some tongue-in-cheek commentary at the Cage Fury Fighting Championship <laughs> this last weekend. Um, or week. But, uh, yeah, he's it's not in the works. Not the cards. I just love this narrative of the guy saying he's not interested in working for a company that's not interested in working for him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, yeah, I don't think I want to work with those guys. And it's like, okay. Cool. Yeah, we're all on the same page. We're all on the same (laughs) exact page. Um, I I don't, I can't see Impact having the space for him. Yeah. I mean, you pretty much just have to put him on every single show at every taping. Like he becomes, he becomes, he becomes the show impact punk. Like that's, right. that's just all it is. Um, they would be like, be like when they did a NWO nitro, mm-hmm. it's like, it'd just be CM punk TNA. <laughs> that's it. I mean, yeah, but I mean, it would, it would get more eyes on the product. We get a lot more eyes on those products. I see why um, they'd want to be they, that would be a problem they'd like to have. I, I'd be interested in because um, Billy Corgan's still running NWA, right? Yes. I think Billy Corgan and CM Punk could be just a fascinating thing to watch. <laughs> it'd be it'd be ugly, but I think it'd be a fascinating thing to watch. <laughs> well, speaking of that, though, hey yo, Corey Graves is said he is willing to bury the hatchet with CM Punk. On a recent episode of the Kurt Angle Show, the commentator said that even though he and Punk have had their differences, he says, at the end of the day, rather than sitting here and wasting everybody's time, I'm a professional. I'm too old to hold grudges. I feel like whatever has happened is water under the bridge. Apparently, they used to be, like, super tight. Um, Yeah. I, I, like, somebody said, at one point, somebody was like, yeah, CM Punk was the first person to hold his his son like oh geez like wow. they were that close and but also nobody knows what happened between them right like nobody knows why they don't like each other they just now don't like each other um and i don't know why i care so much about Corey graves's opinion <laughs> but i do <laughs> why people are like yeah yeah this this works i'm like yeah Corey graves he knows. <laughs> he knows what's up. I'm happy with that guy. Uh, hey, yo, the NWA had finally lined up a sweet TV deal with the CW after being stuck in YouTube obscurity for years. However, an incident at their Sowam pay-per-view last weekend <laughs> has led to this deal 
potentially falling through. A segment at Sowem showed Father James Mitchell, the sinister minister, engage in some not-so-PG activities, with him uh, being shown to snort some illegal substances, handing out what was implied to be cocaine to some of the talent near him. This was a spot pushed by Corgan, uh, though... His controversial bit had caught the attention of those at the CW. Apparently, Billy Corgan was told the CW wouldn't be paying attention to pay-per-views, that they only really cared about the TV show. <laughs> and uh, apparently that was not the case. Yeah, somebody definitely <laughs> lied to him. And the CW is still going to make the show available on the CW app, but it will no longer air on TV. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I just... Had to make a cocaine joke, Billy yeah, Corgan. Yeah, why... why? <laughs> It's really, it's art, okay? It's <laughs> important to the art form. Listen, I was in Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> I know what the people want. <laughs> <laughs> I know what wrestling fans want, trust me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And it is, it is the Sinister Minister. <laughs> Passing out cocaine like candy. Norton drugs. <laughs> um, yeah, why would you do something like hey, that? Yeah. What? Because if somebody was like, oh, if somebody really was like, oh, they're not really paying attention to your pay-per-views, like, that's a lie. Right. And you know that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when you when you take um, those employee opinion surveys at a job, and they're always like, oh, these are totally confidential. Nobody's ever going to know who said what. It's like, that's a lie. <laughs> I'm well aware. The company knows exactly I have to sign in for this, so right. I know <laughs> my name's attached to these words. Um, mm -hmm. They never stop me from being hateful on them, but, you know, <laughs> I, I, I had to take one one time that was like, um, it was like, tell me what you like about working here. And it was like, you could use up to like 500 characters. And then the next one was, do you have any um, dislikes about this job? And it was 50 characters. <laughs> Really stacking. I was like, "Come on!" And I said that I was like, "I was like, I don't really like that I'm only being given fifty characters." Which I think I said, "I'm I'm upset that I'm only being given fifty And that was, gosh, yeah, fifty characters is nothing. I mean, it's yeah, it's like six words, man. That's half a tweet. Yeah, it's awful. Well. The end for me, I, I don't really have uh, a news. I just have a question. Um, and that question is, hey, yo, is it weird that Dolph Ziggler hasn't found a landing spot yet? Yeah. I mean, you never really know what's behind it. He might just be like, yeah, let's take some time off then. Yeah. I've been I've been doing the workhorse stuff on the road nonstop for... Because, I mean, I'm assuming that's all he's been doing lately. It's just house yeah. shows. Yeah. But I know he's been working. Yeah. Maybe just take a break. I mean, I know he wanted to do his, like, stand-up career and stuff. Yeah. Maybe he wants to get into acting. I don't know. I fear he does not have the the the, the star power behind him to do acting. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure he has the chops for a full-fledged acting career. I don't know that he doesn't have the chops. I just don't think enough people would care. Uh, it's like... Uh, either Like, or. in the same way that people were like, oh, John Cena's doing a movie Six where he one. plays a Marine. Like, yeah, because everybody knows who John Cena is. Or right. The Rock's gonna kind True. of be in The Mummy. Like, <laughs> people cared about that. If you were like... Dolph, Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler. <laughs> the guy from Karate Kid? The guy from... The gr no, guy from... No, Rocky. The guy from, guy Rocky? from Rocky? The guy from Rocky? The guy from Rocky. 
It's the only dolphin anybody. These are the dolphin. other dolphin anybody knows. <sighs> uh, my last thing, hey yo, Samoa Joe, uh, who really put Ring of Honor on the map back in the early aughts, has just broken the record on the longest Ring of Honor World Television Championship reign, passing Jay Lethal's reign of 567 days on November 3rd. Good for him. Good for Samoa Joe. Good for him. Do you see him pushing uh, MJF? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just pushes him. They put the two videos of him the first time he pushed him, and then the, the other yeah, time. Like, I saw that too. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I love that. I love that. When we come back, we're getting really nerdy by talking about wrestling video games. So keep it here. Today in nerd history. is November 9th. In 1984, A Nightmare on Elm Street released in theaters. This horror film franchise features Freddy Krueger, a burned and disfigured serial killer who invades the dreams of his victims and kills them with his razor-sharp glove. In 1988, Child's Play released in theaters. This horror movie is about a doll named Chucky that is possessed by the soul of a serial killer and tries to kill anyone who gets in his way. In 1999, Roller Coaster Tycoon released. This PC game lets you build and run your own theme park with various rides and scenarios. In 2018, The Grinch released in theaters. This is an animated film based on the classic book by Dr. Seuss about a green creature who hates Christmas and tries to ruin it for the people of Whoville, but learns the true meaning of the holiday from a kind-hearted girl named Cindy Lou Who. For more nerdy facts about today's entries, visit lovethynerd.com slash nerdhistory. And welcome back to the Two Words Podcast. A couple of months ago, Fight Forever came out. Um, the long-awaited, the much-anticipated AEW video game. They really announced it a long time before it they, came out, didn't they? And, <laughs> like, it just kept going on. Yeah, it was like... Almost here. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that was the thing. Is like, they announced it. It was like... Okay, so like within a few months we're getting because right. like you you won't announce something that's not almost done. They announced something they hadn't even started working on. Right? Yeah, they announced it that like, they were partnered and starting it. Yeah, and like, they just hadn't. And then <laughs> hadn't start building it. Yet. Was it like three years? That it game was, at least was in production. Two. It was at least two. Yeah. That that game was in production so long that they had to come up with different. They had to take characters off and add characters in because mm-hmm. it was too so big much of a, a change. roster change. <laughs> Um, but it finally came out and, uh, radio Matt was finally able to get his hands on a copy and he has a few opinions. I actually had the copy for a few months. It's just, it takes me so long to play anything anymore because I work so much, but over and several, not, and then when you're not working, like you've got small people yelling have, yeah, at you three all the time screaming all the time so through several bathroom breaks i've been able to get through this game <laughs> so, <laughs> no, aw aw fight forever has been out for uh, about half a year now um thq is behind it who is famously the company behind the n64 eras wwf no mercy okay yeah which is still heralded as the greatest wrestling game of all time yeah uh, and it was clearly trying to build on that game, build on that success uh, to emulate that. They kind of did the same thing when they switched from WW- WCW to WWF in the late 90s, THQ, because uh, they created WCW NWO Revenge, which was an amazing yeah. game. 
And then shortly thereafter, they switched to WWF and started or made WWF WrestleMania 2000, which was almost a carbon copy of the other. It's like they just reskinned it. Yeah. Same style of menus, same style of wrestlers, you know, same everything. Mm -hmm. Just now, new product. Yeah. And THQ, they were making the WWE games up until like 2012. <clears throat> yeah. They were doing it for um, a while um, until. 2K. Until 2K. Yeah. And when 2K started in, they immediately got really bad. And it really did. Mm. So, I've gotten to play it for a while now. Solid, fast-paced combat system. Uh, I have it on the Switch. So, there are some millisecond-long pauses that happen when you're fighting every now and then. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's only on the Switch version, just because it's lower hardware. Uh, but... It's not so much that it takes you out of the game. <clears throat> it, what I do like about the fighting system in this is that it has weak and strong versions of everything. So you have a, a, a standard punch, but then you have yeah. a strong punch, standard kick, strong kick, even grappling. You have standard grappling, and then you have the strong grapples. Mm. So it's almost like you have twice the move set as most games, which is really good. Uh, moves are pulled off well, except for running attacks. Running is very clunky in this game. Uh, when it hasn't been in previous games, which is something that I hope they can fix. There are plenty of match types. A lot of them are silly. A lot of them are ridiculous. They have the exploding barbed wire death match in there. Uh, it comes off better than the one on pay-per-view did. Because yeah, you can actually light things on fire. Because <laughs> yeah, something actually explodes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> lots of crazy, more violent weapons in the game as well at your, at your disposal than we're used to in like WWE games. Mm -hmm. WWE games, I was like trash can lid. I think the most violent thing you get in WWE games nowadays is Triple H's sledgehammer. Yeah. Still, but like mostly it's goofy stuff. The uh, creator wrestler is always a big feature, has been since the, the early aughts with those original uh, THQ games. Um, I'm going to say it's a bit lacking. Okay. In AEW Five Forever, when it comes to customization of your appearance, but the move customization, however, is expansive. Like you, there, you can pick every little thing. They got tons of options. Move sets, really good. So the big deal is the story mode, right? The Road to Elite. Uh, it is short. Uh it's entertaining, you know, the first one or two times you do it, okay? After that, it's really repetitive. <laughs> Is it just like a career mode? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And they're doing the thing, which I don't like. Some people like. I don't like it. Where they're getting into the minutia of the career mode, where it's like, okay, you've just wrestled here. Now you have to do these, you have to do three of these things. And it's like, go to the gym. And nothing ever happens at the gym. You just have to watch a minute-long cutscene of you going, <clears throat> and you earn some points. Just doing curls. Or, like, go on a TV interview. I'm like, okay, this could be cool. You don't get to, like, participate in the interview. You yeah. don't get to choose what you say. It's like, oh, it's a nonsense banter. And then catch the show, uh, you know, catch Dynamite this Wednesday. And then it cuts off. It's like... Do I have to do this after every match? Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. If you want to earn, you know, your stats to to actually have enough stamina to beat the next match. Yeah. Like you can skip them, but then your character doesn't like build yeah. up 
And so you're going to start losing all the time. So that gets really old really quickly. What uh, you're suggesting is that like maybe maybe next time there be you know it's like prompts and like oh I can say if this you're gonna because do I that, want my character. Yeah, to be if this you're way. gonna do if you're gonna force us to do these kind of things, then yeah, let us have a little bit of interaction like a heel in option what's happening. And a good guy. Yeah, option. yeah, yeah. I mean, there is some of that in the. <coughs> Pardon me, in the actual storyline cutscenes, but just these weird extra things you have to do are, are strange. Mm. But um, the storyline's entertaining. There's a couple parts that are a bit of a stretch. Like you beat up Matt, Har- you beat up Matt Hardy. One of the first things I remember is you beat up Matt Hardy in a match, and then like immediately after that, he's like, "Hey, I know we've had our differences, but should we team up?" I'm like, "Why?" Usually there's a reason when people that are opponents suddenly team up suddenly and it's that up. they have a, you know, a common enemy that has attacked both of them or something, you know, this is like, Hey, this is a good match. Let's be teammates now. Be buds. Okay. And that's how that works. Also. And I know in past like WWE games that I've played through the story mode, I know it's a little different when you're doing this as a fighting game. It can't be exactly like, you know, TV. Yeah. On TV, you know, your character wins a belt and then eventually loses it, but goes up and goes to the next belt, you know, something like that. And in the fighting games, it's always like you win the belt, but you never lose it. And you're like just trying to collect all the belts. But usually they build that into it and like they have you collect it and they have mm-hmm. you wear the belt. Here it's like you win a title and then it's just never mentioned again. You don't wear it to the ring, nobody ever addresses you as that champion. You don't like spend time as the champion. Hmm. Don't defend it anymore. You just now you're going for the next belt. That's weird. (laughs) There's no trophy room where they're hanging. Nothing. It's just very strange. Uh, They might update that with a storyline, but when I went through them the first couple times, not so much. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, all that being said, it's still a pretty fun, uh, pretty fun storyline. The problem comes with. You have to go through the Road to Elite storyline with a character, with one of the roster, in order to unlock a special um, attire for them. Okay. But you have to do that with every single one of them if you want all of those. Ain't nobody on the planet is going to do that with every single one of them because it would just you'd blow your brains out. Yeah. That storyline is not repetitive enough for you to be able to uh, – or I'm sorry, not – it doesn't change up enough for it to not be overly repetitive. I am I am certain <laughs> that within the first week, there I know was there's a somebody who had done it. There's a couple of people, but I mean, no no casual fan who's yeah. just like, hey, I love wrestling games. Yeah, I mean, I don't even uh, when when I had gotten wrestling games in the past, it's like I don't even do the career modes anymore. Mm. Like I don't do the I don't do the, like the story mode. Yeah. Um, because the WWE ones just infuriated me because it was so WrestleMania uh, was 2K13 2K13 or 2K14 they did like it was like the big WrestleMania special edition that they did and so you had to do all of these moments from the different WrestleManias okay and but you had to like there was certain like moves you had to perform on certain guys at certain times. And it was like, I'm just, I'm not doing this. 
I'm just not going to do this. Yeah, it was 2K14. Um, 30 years of WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know. And then the year before, so the year before that then was the, uh, was they did like an Attitude Era thing. Mm. And you had to do like an Attitude Era thing. And you had to like win a Royal Rumble with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And you had to perform certain moves in that Royal Rumble. It's like, I just, I'm just not. That's a bit much. Yeah. I'm just not. Just, just put me in the universe mode where I can tag team with, you know, uh, Three different versions of of uh, Shawn Michaels, <laughs> all three Mick Foley's. Yeah, yeah. just <laughs> you know, let's have some fun. Uh, speaking of multiple wrestlers, you can only have four wrestlers on the screen at once, which makes battle royals feel a little underwhelming. Um, yeah, I imagine. But I don't think the Switch could handle more than four people. On Do you screen think all the time? problems you were having is just because it was the Switch? I'm sure. Or? I'm sure there's quite a few issues that are just the Switch, but I mean. Most of what I've complained about is the story mode, and that's not a Switch issue. <laughs> uh, there are some Mario Party-esque minigames that are pretty fun. Not exactly sure why we need them, but they're there. <laughs> uh, Switch, like I said, this we were just talking about, Switch has a lot of bugs. Uh, most notably for me is that the ring ropes wig out hard whenever you climb through them. They just like go, they're everywhere. Uh, but I know that a major patch was just recently announced, and they may have already implemented it by the time this airs to fix a plethora of bugs they've got going on. So overall, does AEW Fight Forever take the crown from No Mercy? Absolutely not. Uh, but it certainly feels a lot better than most WWE 2K games lately. It's also, uh, so far, the only wrestling game of this magnitude to work on the Switch at all. Yeah. Uh, and so it does very well, uh, despite a few hiccups, some uh, blurrier cutscenes. Uh, but the thin roster, the short story mode, it might make people think that the price is a little too high for the game as it stands. I get that. But they are planning on rolling out some more updates with more content. So hopefully that will increase the value. Yeah, I mean, that's just how video games are now. Like, yeah. you start with a thinned out version of the game, and then you got to buy more crap to make it interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but... So far, I, I I really think it's a decent start. Okay. Well, good. And if well, we get good. a second one, I bet it'll even be better. Second one. I look forward to playing that with you uh, when that one comes out. Um, uh, so is it is it a buy? Yeah. It's a buy. <laughs> it's a buy. It's a buy. I'm this a one's shaped, this one's shaped like shot. a duck. <laughs> <laughs> I've played this before, but let's see. <laughs> uh, community references, everybody. Uh, when we come back, we're talking about Vince McMahon, so keep it here. Hey, man. This is Hector Mira, and you're listening to Faith and Vandom 180 on LTN Radio. So recently, my teenage daughter lost one of her best friends in an accident, and she's missed him a lot and one of the things that we've done over the last few weeks is watched the scream movies because my daughter had never seen them and they were her friend's favorite movies and he had tried to convince her to watch them and she just never got around to it and so the last few weeks we've watched all six Scream films. 
because she knew that because they were something he loved that by watching them learning about them by experiencing them she would in some way get to know who he was as a person a little bit better because she would be able to get a full experience of something that he loved and so as we watched through all of them and you know some of them i'd never seen like i'd never seen five or six um and so as we watched through them she's like oh he's like this guy or oh he would really have liked this oh he said this before and now this makes sense and so she in a way got to know him a little bit more even though he's gone because she got to really examine and invest in something that he loved and I think that's a good reflection back for us because uh, Jesus says in John 13 35 and they will know that you are my disciples by your love for one another and that's in us showing our love for each other we get to see who Jesus is a little bit more because when we learn to love others other broken sinners other frustrating stubborn people other people who were loved passionately by our God even to the point of death that we get to know who our God and who our Savior is a little bit more because we get to see who he loved and how he loved them. If you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head on over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcast, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Two Words Podcast. I feel like I need to be a little bigger because we're talking about the biggest name probably in professional wrestling ever. I agree with that. Um, when, when you put together your Mount Rushmores, we can, we can try as we might to not put Vince McMahon on them. I just don't think there's a way you can do it. Right. Because... It, it, for for all intents and purposes, this is the only reason professional wrestling exists today. As it is. Yeah. As it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it wasn't for him, <clears throat> it'd still be a carnival show. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1982, Vincent Kennedy McMahon Jr. took over his father's regional wrestling territory and has turned it into a global phenomenon. Over the last 40 years, Vince has meticulously crafted professional wrestling into what it is today, using tactics of keeping with the times. And even though it seems as though he's been hesitant to keep up with the times once he does give into those magic happens mm-hmm. um vince mcmahon has given us uh I, I mean countless things in professional wrestling the attitude era wrestling pay-per-views as we know them today yeah that, that that's all him. Um, we have hundreds of mes- re- uh, hundreds of memorable moments. Wrestlers like Shawn Michaels, The Rock, Triple H, Undertaker, John Cena, The Miz, 
Um, shall I go on? <laughs> I mean, he but, was. I mean, even even when he's been wrong, he's been right, right? I mean, really, like Roman no. Reigns. He tried to shove Roman Reigns down our throats for years, and everyone's like, "Quit doing it, give up." But no, he was right. He persisted. Uh, yeah, I, Roman Reigns is one of the best, and that makes us more mad. That doesn't make That's, us happier. <laughs> makes us old Gosh, head wrestling fans <laughs> like, "Dang it, he was right." And I hate that the old man was right. Um, so to you though, Matt, like what, what do you think made Vince McMahon so important? What do you think is so important, so important or, or is just so, so good at this? I, uh, I know for a fact that I'm going to, I'm going to stop for one second. Um, normally, <laughs> We send I send out talking points to Matt, right? And we just didn't do that at all. Yeah, that's fine. Like we literally just I was like, we're doing something on Vince McMahon, and we just wrote a bunch of stuff. That's exactly each. That. Yeah. And so he doesn't even know the questions I'm asking. I know. No. Uh, I know for a fact that Vince McMahon uh, failed at like three or four different big ventures that he wanted to start. Yeah. Okay. Before wrestling. I know that during his time in wrestling, he started a few ventures that he wanted to do alongside, like the World Bodybuilding Federation or twice the XFL. <clears throat> Man. Vince McMahon is really good at this and only this. <laughs> this. <laughs> he, uh, he did, I think, what had to be done, despite how underhanded it was. He broke his word, undercut other promotions forced his way across territory lines, ran other promotions out of business, and overtook the country. Even though promising and handshake agreements with all these other territory leaders that he would not do that, he I, done did it. Yeah. But I think it had to happen. And I feel bad for those guys. At the same time, one, it's my understanding that most of those handshake agreements were with Vince McMahon Sr. Some of them, yeah. Like... You, you know, what, whatever dad said to you, you know, <laughs> I respect him, but you know, at, at some point you're so good at something, you got to stop apologizing for yeah. being good at and it. And I, I 100% agree with that as, as shady as it might seem, it, it needed to happen if we were going to have this, like it was, it was time for a change in the industry. Mm -hmm. He saw it when nobody else did. He pounced when he could. Uh, but I think the big deal is that he is just as good on camera as he is behind the scenes mm -hmm. and has been. He's been the, I think he is the, uh, the epitome of turning the boss into a character, which a lot of other things, especially wrestling promotions, but even outside of wrestling promotions, mm -hmm. have begun to emulate or have done in the past. Where they, even in like professional sports, like real professional sports, the coaches have become more of characters of a personality, yeah, yeah. Of, of somebody that you care about instead of focusing exclusively on the players. Yeah, you start to care more about the coaches as well. It's, it's, uh, and, and, you know, interactions and heat and all that kind yeah. of stuff. It's become, it's the, uh, Bobby Knight, mm. rest his soul. 
Yeah, uh, you know, it's, you know, they become characters, man. And man, uh, how 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 is wrestling and how did wrestling and Bobby Knight miss each other? Right? Yeah, they I seem mean, perfect just... for each other. Uh, but I I really love for me the the biggest deal about Vince McMahon is I just really loved his his arc as a character on TV, his yeah. Mr. McMahon character, and how well he did it, and how it was kind of a fluke, like it wasn't supposed to happen. But the Montreal screw job situation where he uh, screwed Brett out of the championship because hey, he thought he was going to hey, take it. Brett screwed Brett. Exactly. He went on TV <laughs> for the first time as a character and became that Mr. McMahon character with that interview with JR saying yeah. Brett screwed Brett and it turned everybody against him. Whole thing upside down. And then just the beautiful thing that followed with the Stone Cold versus uh, – Mr. McMahon storyline that lasted for years. It's the best storyline that's ever occurred in professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. It's the mo and most of it had nothing to do with wrestling. It was all about the employee boss dynamic. Yeah. There was a little bit of wrestling thrown in and weird matches where Vince was in there and tried to sneak his way out or had, you know, the, big show pop up from underneath the ring or you know <laughs> kind of yeah or he'd hide in the bathroom for most of the royal rumble uh but you know it's it was such a beautiful i wasn't even i wasn't even i didn't even have a job or a boss i couldn't connect with you know <laughs> employee, but it still drew me in yeah it's such a good story yeah and, and i think the the ability to put that character together and from the outside looking in on that character, you go, I, I don't care if people think poorly about this character. Mm -hmm. I also don't care if this character looks bad. Because, like, if, if you know, you do a movie, you know, if, if, if Matthew McConaughey makes a movie where he's some crazy, you know, drug-riddled lunatic... <laughs> Nobody thinks Matthew McConaughey is a crazy drug right. lunatic, <laughs> but, but in professional wrestling, if you know, Vince McMahon is this weird power hungry boss who, um, who harasses the female talent and gets blown up in a limo like that's, you're putting your own name on that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's really special to go like, you know what? You know what my character. You know what people really need to see is a porta potty emptied on my head. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, he's, and that's he's, that's gonna make it happen. I think of all the embarrassing things that have happened to wrestlers over the years, he's taken a fair share of them. Yeah, and in good natured humor, often to make himself just look the worse. Yeah, look, look the silly. Be because there's 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 guys like Hulk Hogan who. Well, I can't. I can't look bad. Mm -hmm. You know, I can You know, that's that's not going to work if I look if I look weak or I look bad. Um, you know, the the funny thing. And then there's guys like Shawn Michaels, who is like, yeah, they call me Mister WrestleMania, and I've lost fifty percent. I've lost like sixty percent of my WrestleMania matches. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Triple H, you know, everybody wants to talk about, oh, Triple H is interjecting himself and stuff. Triple H has lost most of his matches in the last 10 years. Yeah. Like, I can name one match, and that was Batista's retirement match that he won. 
He didn't beat Sting at WrestleMania. She should have been wrestling Sting at WrestleMania, but pretty sure he didn't. He did. Did he beat Sting? Yeah, that was the whole. That was the. That's the only beef I've ever had. I'm like Sting should have won. We Sting should have won. We don't that. need to. We don't need to like capitalize on. Yeah, WWE. Maybe my desire was just, just for that. But but Vince, you know, has, has done the same. Like Vince, I I, I have on here. You know, Vince and the whole Donald Trump thing. Yeah. Vince, I didn't write that down, but yeah. Vince put his own hair on the line <laughs> knowing that when he made that suggestion, Donald Trump was not going to shave his head. Right. Like, there was no way. he His suggestion was, what if I shaved my head? Like, what if I lost? Yeah. He, he's definitely not afraid to make himself look stupid. What if, what if... Uh, you know, Austin comes out and holds a gun to my head and I pee my pants on live that. television. I am going to willingly pee my pants on live television. <laughs> and somehow I'm going to still be the boss. Mm-hmm. Now he's, yeah, he could still have, he could come out with that energy, but he would still have the same uh, energy on the segments that were made to make him look evil. Yeah, like all the kiss my butt segments, mm-hmm. where he literally whips out his bare hiney in a thong, which you don't need to see. Why, fifty year old Vince? Why were you already wearing that? <laughs> and forces his underlings and some wrestlers to kiss his butt on live television, like that. Just meant, like this is a this is an evil moment right here. Yeah, this is super villain crap. <laughs> like, and he felt at home both as like the most evil person you've seen in wrestling and as the saddest sack of sorry you've ever seen. Yeah. Both instances fully believable. And I love, I mean, Vince booked himself in a tag match against God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, how much more super villain can a character get? <laughs> in wrestling and, and you love to see it yeah and let's just remember that that moment gave us the line hey god let's get jiggy with it <laughs> and we don't talk about that moment enough and i think like I th- and then there was the time when he was just running around with a do rag calling everybody g mm. like there was like you know six months of that that just, was weird hey, that, that was, was that's, that's a thing we're doing he was he was the ecw champion at one point that's strange fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> i think it was during that era i you know we we do this like we hear all these stories of people not getting along with vince you know um uh renee young renee peckett whatever um she, you know, she had a really bad experience. Michael Cole has had several experiences where they talk about that, you know, the different wrestlers. But at the same time, you, you are able to create a culture where not only are you comfortable going out and pulling down your pants and exposing your bare butt, but your employees are willing to get down on their knees and have their faces shoved in your butt crack. <laughs> like, how right like when when single guys let me just tell you when a when a when a woman says she's ride or die like that's what ride or die should mean <laughs> right I mean, that's not what I'm asking anybody to do but I want people no, to be willing to do now we it. all know what John's home life is about 
<laughs> it's not that I, I just want I just want somebody who'd be willing to do that. You know, like sure. this is what ride or die means. <laughs> if you uh, if you're not willing to do that, then you're not ride or die, and that's fine. You don't have to be. Hillary might not be ride or die <laughs> if that's the if that's the definition. Do you want to call her? Like, let's let's on air right now. Let's call. Her. Hey, how ride or die are you? Are you um, this ride or die? But but, <laughs> but like. You have to, you don't just do that. I've never had a boss where you were paying me near enough to do that. <laughs> right. Even like, seriously, it was just, hey, we're just going to make this a joke. We're going to do this at the staff Christmas party. You're going to kiss my butt. Like, no. I'm going to pay you $200. No, sir. No, thank you. No, no. not not here not at the happening. Lowe's Christmas party. Not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like how Vince got the family involved a lot. It happened a lot more in like the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, uh, Linda was always there as like his foil. That was really fun whenever that happened. Um, Stephanie has always been a part of it as far as I, as long as I've been watching. Always yeah. been a part of the storylines back then. It was as you know the the wholesome daughter that got kidnapped by the Undertaker mm-hmm. uh, or kidnapped by Triple H and forced to marry her. In Las Vegas, uh, all these kind of weird. And they a just lot of kept, they just kept it, you know. They just kept, they just doing kept it. it. Uh, but <laughs> Shane, of course, was his nemesis most of the time. Vince, though, <laughs> the 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 most the most uh, wackadoo storyline that he ever pitched to his family was the incest storyline with yeah. his own daughter. Yeah, that was. Um, that was, was when weird. you could. That was when you could tell that the rest of his family wasn't nearly as crazy as Vince. <laughs> so they're like, no, absolutely not. Well, what if? Well, what if? What if it was Shane's uh, kid? No, no, none of us are doing this, Dad. <laughs> Years ago, before, yeah, like you just your family's not ride or die, man. Like, that's, <laughs> his family you know, is not ride or like, die. Just not ride or die. I remember years ago, before I was even a wrestling, real wrestling fan, I had turned on, it was a Monday Night Raw, and they were right in the middle of the um, Hornswoggle as Vince McMahon's illegitimate <laughs> stepson, or Ill- illegitimate love child. Yeah, not stepson, yeah. Love and, child, yeah. and I just, like, I remember watching it, like, I could get into this. <laughs> I could... I could. This this really works for me. I could yeah. get into this. <laughs> I, I I could like this, man. Um, and you know, I I also love the amount of confidence someone has um, to go on television and pretend to cheat on his wife while, while he's cheating, did. while he's actually yeah. doing it. Yeah, he's a bit like, of, he's a bit of a slimy underhand like character you just, nowadays. You just really in real life too. You are you are flying very close to the sun, sir. <laughs> um, but you know, um, and I think really the only moment that I haven't talked about that I just absolutely love is um, the fact that I'll never ever not be able to recognize the sound of a bedpan hitting Vince McMahon in the head. Yeah, like you could play just noise. that sound, and I go, "That's hey, that's, that's the bedpan. That's the bedpan." Inside. Someone watching that scene, so good. Tell me, somebody's watching that scene. Like that is <laughs> that is amazing. 
Um, but you know, for for all of the good and for all of the bad, because there's been plenty of bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we are in no way. <laughs> condoning the <laughs> this the, is not let's life. put vince on the pedestal yeah. of the uh moral superior yeah or anything of that Mo- nature. most certainly not um but for, for everything that he's gone through and for everything that professional wrestling has become you gotta thank vince for it mm-hmm. um and while i think we're glad that he's stepping out of the creative picture like you have to to look at his 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 dossier of work and yeah. go, this is this is important. The whole whole body of work, undeniably, he is amazing yes. at what he's done in in the ring and behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, just there's no doubt about it. There is no professional wrestling without Vince. Yes, you said that you said that a few weeks ago. That yeah, despite his his failings as a human person. You have you, you have can't to. erase Vince McMahon from pro wrestling. Not the least of which is that <laughs> that um, Gomez mustache. Oh gosh, yeah, I'm more mad at him about that <laughs> than anything that he's done. So <laughs> sickened by such a thing. Just be old, man. It's fine. <laughs> Just you've earned your age. The rest of your body doesn't look younger because you grow a mustache. And dye your hair jet black. I, yeah, I think it's just a particularly bad dye job too. It was like <laughs> yes. it's not. It's a bad dye job, and it's like it's pasted to his head. Like yeah. it's it's so tamped down with a uh, good old pomade. How do you do, fellow youth? <laughs> We're all what in up? our thirties, right? What's up, jeez, <laughs> homies? Well. uh... <laughs> But like I said, doll, uh, at the end of the day, we really do have to say thank you, Vince, um, for creating this thing that uh, we can all love. And even if it's childish, you, it, it's it's almost this thing like he's created this thing that's allowed us to hold on to our childhood mm-hmm. a little bit longer than most people have to. So um, very appreciative of that. Uh, well, we are... Uh, that is our show. We are going to be back in a couple more weeks with a Thanksgiving special that is apparently not so secret or surprising <laughs> to anyone but me. Um, so we be on the lookout for that. Um, head over to our socials at two words LTN um, and drop us your favorite Vince McMahon moment. Let us know what you guys think um, and let us know if, if there's a particular wrestler you think we should uh, we should talk more about next season. Let me also just say that I'm particularly glad I've made it this entire season and I think almost all of last season saying our socials correctly. Yes, yes. It's almost not even something we have to be proud yeah, of. Anymore. I don't even I don't even worry about it anymore. Yes. That's great. It's great. Good place to be. Well, that's our show. Uh, my name's John, his name's Matt, and if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Goodbye.